Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. In this episode, we learn from Nicole about her son Jacob, who has a single gene mutation. He is the only documented case with this mutation. That's right, as far as we know, he's the only one in the world with this issue. In addition to this gene mutation, he has tracheal malacia, as well as a developmental delay. All right, so Nicole, thank you so very much for taking the time to do an Orange Sox interview by phone about your son, Jacob. How old is Jacob? Jacob is 15 months now. 15 months old, and he has a rare genetic, would you call it a mutation or a deletion, or how would you describe that? So it is a single gene mutation, and it's a part of a single gene that has the mutation. The problem with the mutation is that it's never been documented before. So we don't know if there's anyone else out there who has a similar genetic mutation as Jacob. So right now we're just learning about Jacob as we go. So as far as we know, he's the only one in the world. Yes. Okay, and what else does he have? He has tracheal malacia, I understand, and a developmental tracheal delay. When I was pregnant with Jacob, we did find during one of the ultrasounds that there was a large cyst forming in the back of the brain. That caused his brain to form differently. So because of that, we don't know what the impact it will definitely have or not have on his development. We do know that he's quite delayed. Is that part of it because he spent the majority of his first year of life in hospital and most of that being in the ICU? Or is it due to the differences in his brain? So we do know there's a difference in the brainstem. Nobody can quite put to words what that is. It just looks a little different. So because of that, you know, there's a lot of questions around how will his development be affected. So yes, he has what we would call, I guess, a developmental delay. And he was having some apnea spells, which then caused him to be diagnosed eventually with trachea malacia. That's where his trachea is very weak and it was actually closing up on itself. Interesting. So you found out in an ultrasound that he had this issue and they were able to treat this in utero or? No, not at all. Actually, when we first found out, we were given some pretty grim predictions as to what it would be like. So at first, I didn't even think I would be able to carry the term. And then, of course, we sought out a second opinion and then a third opinion. And with each opinion, the news got a little bit better. So things that they didn't see in the first ultrasound, they were able to see in the second ultrasound. And then as Jacob developed in utero, it started to get better. So the cyst itself, they weren't sure what that would do or not do and nobody could do anything while I was pregnant so that was something that we would have to deal with afterwards so again now we're just seeing neurologists and we're learning as we're going because this is definitely something new when they look at the brain scan they can't find one that's similar to Jacob's. That's very interesting so what has been so far some of the difficult things or the hard things that you have had to face with Jacob? So I think first the most difficult thing was learning about Jacob. When I was pregnant and when you first become pregnant, you're very excited, you're celebrating with everybody, and then you're given this news and you don't know what to do with it. Now, I work in special education, so I have always said to myself, whatever happens, happens. I have a large knowledge base that I think I can at least start with as a parent and then build on that as I get to know my child. And that's kind of the approach I took with Jacob. My husband and I both thought that we would be dealing with just developmental delays. And then as Jacob 
was born, actually, when I gave birth to him, they swept him off because he wasn't breathing. And that kind of started the crazy journey that we've been on with Jacob, where we've spent the good part of almost a year at the hospital. We've had multiple cold blue calls with Jacob. So we've almost lost him quite a few times. And I think that part's been the hardest and nobody can actually tell us why or what's causing it. Eventually we got the tracheomalacia diagnosis, but that still hasn't solved some of the apnea spells because he continues to have them even after having major surgery to correct it. So I think not knowing, so his diagnosis being something that we can't put a name on has been the hardest part for us because we don't know what will happen to Jacob. We don't know how long he will live, how long he'll be here with us. Will he develop? Will he not develop? Will this eventually go away? We just don't know. So having to travel with oxygen equipment and suction equipment and have him on a monitor to track his oxygen levels, that's been, I think, quite difficult for us. And it's made our whole life change. And I think part of that too, like you have a really good support base going in. And then when something like this happens, there's people who can definitely handle it and stand by you. And then you notice that there's people who can't. And I think that's been really hard, losing some of those friendships. Family is great. Family's always there. But I think you really start to see who your true friendships are. And that's been really hard because you can feel quite alone at times. Sure. So tell me, what has been his impact on your family, your immediate family, as well as your extended family? So my immediate family, I am so lucky. And we're all so lucky. They just jumped right in. And I remember calling my mom the day that we found that Jacob was going to have some difficulties and her just sitting on the phone with me while I was crying and telling me, it doesn't matter. We love Jacob no matter what. I think from that day forward, that's all I've seen from my immediate family. My sisters jump right in. They have come to my side at the hospital. Even the days that I don't want them there, they're there anyway because they're going to be there to support us. One of my sisters has taken the liberty to get trained on how to use all of the equipment so that she can come in and give us a little bit of a break and take care of Jacob. So the immediate family has been great. An extended family, the more that they get to know. The unfortunate part is with Jacob, we don't take him around too many people because if he gets sick, then that's something that could cause him to have some breathing difficulties. So people are getting to know him more through stories and pictures rather than actually getting to see him. But we hope that once he gets a little bit stronger and we feel a little bit more safe, that that can change. Super. So tell me a little bit about the joys that you've experienced with Jacob. I don't know where to even start with those because honestly, for as scary and difficult this journey's been, it's been probably the most amazing journey for both my husband and I. We always say that if we were told this again, would we change our minds? And we would never change our mind because the joy that Jacob brings us is just one of a kind. We see him develop in ways that people never thought would happen. He's kind of defying the odds. And I think the other thing is we can sit here and say, we remember the first day he smiled. or remember the first day that he made babbling sounds because those things are huge. I would say the other joy that Jacob brings is that he's teaching us to live in the moment and to really appreciate the small things and stop worrying about the big things and stop having expectations and just learning to appreciate all the little things that happen every day. So Nicole, if I came to you with a child that had a similar uh, issue, what advice would you give me? I think my greatest piece of advice would be do not have expectations. I think you need to let your child be an individual and allow them to develop in their own time, in their own ways. Whether it be, you know, 
developing physically or not. I know that that's been a real challenge to us and we've connected with other parents who've had little bits and pieces of what Jacob has. I think that it's important to live in the moment. Honestly, appreciating the small things and the little victories is what gets me through every single day. And once you can learn to let go of having those expectations and just being present, you'll see how amazing your life is with this little one. Super. So you've spent how much time in the hospital with him? When he was first born, we spent a good three weeks there in NICU and then just in the pediatric ward for a while while we learned how to feed. So Jacob was NG fed for the beginning of his life. And then we had to learn how to feed him orally and for him to learn how to feed orally. So that took some time. And then we came home for a little bit and then he had his first apnea spell, which landed us back in the hospital. And we were there at that point for a month and then home for Christmas and then back in January and we didn't get out until July of this year. So on and off for a year we spent at the hospital. Wow. So a good chunk of his life he's been in and out of the hospital. A huge chunk of his life. And we always say the people at the hospital are almost his family and that he knows and we've developed amazing relationships with the doctors and the nurses and all the staff that work in the hospital there. He's well known. Jacob has a great head of hair and everybody when we walk in is like, there's Jacob in the hair. So they all know Jacob. They all pray for Jacob. They're all rooting for Jacob. And I think they've become our family because we've had to be there for so long. With all the hassles and the difficulties and the hospital trips and all that stuff that you've had to go with for the last 15 months, is it worth it? Absolutely. I wouldn't change it for the world. I have the most amazing little boy, one of a kind, I can honestly say that. And he literally makes me the happiest mom in the world. I'm the strongest mom. I've become a way better person because of him. That's excellent. Anything else that you would like to add or say for this interview? I just think coming from someone who had to deal with a new diagnosis, didn't know anybody who was in a similar circumstance, I think getting out there, reading some blogs, don't feel like afraid or intimidated to send an email out to somebody if they've touched you or you have a question. I found that that was so helpful to me. I would just read blog after blog. And when I would come across somebody who was in a similar circumstance and read their story, I would send them an email and ask them for advice or ask them how they dealt with something. And I think talking to a parent who's going through it is the best piece of advice I can give. The other piece is we've developed my girlfriends and I who I've met through uh, hospital stays. We've developed a really great relationship and we call ourselves our tribe. And we can literally message, email, call each other, and we all live far away from each other. And we do that and we can say, hey, Jacob has a G-tube. So I call and say, Jacob pulled his G-tube out again. And that could be the end of the world for me that day. And they totally understand it. So I think surrounding yourself with people who are in similar circumstances is super helpful. Well, that's super. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about Jacob. I'm looking at his photograph. He's a beautiful little boy. He does have quite a head of hair. So. He does, yes. <laughs> That's great, and I'm very envious because I have no hair. I'm a bald guy, <laughs> so good for him. Anyway, Nicole, thank you for taking the time to speak with me this evening. I really appreciate it, and I enjoyed learning about Jacob and his extremely one-of-a-kind, I guess, rare condition that doesn't even have a name. That's very interesting. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
As we chatted after the interview, Nicole mentioned that at her 18-week checkup, when some of Jacob's issues were discovered, her attending physician gave her the option to terminate the pregnancy. She and everyone else who has come to know Jacob is very glad she did not follow that advice. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities. Thank you.